Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, this issue has come up a lot uh, here in Alberta that we're about to talk about. Remember back even in the Bill 44 debate where it was laid out that, that uh, parents could even file a human rights complaint if certain subjects were discussed and they were not notified about ahead of time. So the question of how much do we accommodate, how much do we bend over backward to accommodate the religious beliefs of parents when it comes to public schools? You might recall as well, Earlier this year, there was a story we discussed about a a Muslim parent in Toronto who wanted his children pulled from music class, said that music went against his religion. The Toronto District School Board, though, dug in its heels and said, look, music's part of the curriculum. I think when that issue came up, a lot of people said, look, the curriculum's the curriculum. If you don't like it, you've got the option of religious school. So how many of you will say the same in this case, this is a father in Hamilton who's lost his challenge, the, or rather the Ontario Superior Court. Uh, he argued that his Greek Orthodox religion was very important in how he raises his kids. And he wanted to be warned in advance about what he considered to be false teachings. Because he wanted to be able to pull his kid out of class whenever any of these things came up. And it was a fairly long list. Include anything at all to do with sex or LGBTQ issues, but also environmental issues, anything that might have had to do with astrology, wizardry, witchcraft, spirit guides, even things like euthanasia. Yeah, the ruling even states the list of objectionable subject matter provided by the applicant was extensive. It would be extremely difficult for teachers to be sufficiently familiar with the variety of concerns raised by parents for individual students so as to advise in advance of their mention in lessons. I think people understand and appreciate the concept of a parent pulling a kid out of class. And obviously, certainly here in Alberta, there's the option of putting your kids in very specifically religious education. So what do we make of this ruling? Well, our next guest, disappointed by it, Charles McVitie, is president of the Canada Christian College. Uh, he's an evangelical Christian leader and activist and uh, helped fund the defense or helped fund the case uh, of Mr. Tour Lucas. Um, Charles, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Well, it's nice to be on with you. All right. So what, what's, uh, what, what concerns you most about this ruling here? Well, uh, if... if if the decision was as you laid out, a practical issue where the teachers just can't fulfill his request, that would be one thing. But unfortunately, that's not what this decision focuses on. The decision says that a parent cannot withdraw his children from classes such as sex ed because of false teachings in that sex ed. And what he goes on to say in paragraph 100 is that, that to is- isolating a child is uh, 
is counterproductive to the legislative agenda of inclusivity, equality, and multiculturalism. In other areas of his decision, he says that the state has a superior responsibility to educate the children. And he infers that withdrawing a child from sex education would then put other children in danger of being bullied or harassed by these children that have been isolated from this true teaching. But if you look at the teaching, it is radical teaching that we object to. It's not the general teaching that we understand. Nobody ever brought up objections to sex education in this day and age. But when they teach genders that that you can't even name, and I bet you most of your listeners can't even name the six genders that they now teach our little children. We all believe that there are two genders. There's no consensus that there is six genders. There's a consensus that music is a good thing to be taught, but there's no consensus that we may not be the gender of our body, and there may be six genders, not male and female, but four other ones that they have somehow come up with and teach little eight-year-olds that they may not be the gender of their body. This is the the this is what is at the focus of this debate and this is what Steve Terlucas wanted to protect his children from and unfortunately the judge said that the 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 state has a superior position when it comes to children and a child even if the parent wants to protect that child cannot isolate that child from this radical teaching and okay. that is disconcerting to every parent in in the country because this is a precedent that has now been laid down that will be uh, referenced when other such cases come up before the court. Okay. A couple points here, Charles, because his his list of, of objectionable subject material goes, goes well beyond the, the sex ed curriculum. Second, I would point out sure. that it's grade eight in Ontario, as I understand it, that gender identity, sexual orientations is taught to kids. And thirdly, unless uh, something has changed here, last year, Ontario's education minister made it pretty clear that parents who are opposed to the sex ed curriculum could pull their kids from class. Well, that's that's the hypocrisy of this is that's what Liz Sandals, the education minister, that's what Kathleen Wynne, the premier, said. But then they went to court and fought to make sure that this man could not withdraw his children from these classes. And that's exactly what the decision said. And by the way, your 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 facts are wrong because they this curriculum starts teaching gender identity in grade three. In fact, it's it's brought up 36 times from grades one to eight. And and that's what we're objecting to. But even grade eight, I mean, really, uh, should we be teaching little children that there are six genders? Is there consensus in this country that there are six genders? No, there's a consensus that there are two, male and female. Four new genders, or if you go to New York City, they have 31 genders, or Facebook has 57 genders. There is no consensus to teach this to children, and it starts at grade three.
And that's what's really at the heart of this objection. Sure, the lawyer put a list of other things in there. Uh, I, I believe it was wrong for him to do that. But the focal point here is the radical agenda that is being taught to our children, and now we're not even able to withdraw the child from the class. That's what this decision is. Well, again, I'm not sure uh, that that's the case. For people who are wondering, by the way, the curriculum in in grade 8 identifies six kinds of gender identity, male, female, two-spirited, transgender, transsexual, and intersex, and explains to to grade 8 students what those terms mean. That's what you're objecting to, right? Yes, I'm objecting to that, and I'm objecting... They first introduced this as teaching in grade three. And that doesn't come up in grade, grade three. Well, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, you need to look at the grade. Well, three I am looking at it. Well, I'm looking at it as well. Okay. And, um, okay. Well, we're getting a little distracted here, Charles, because sure, a, I think but, we've established, as you pointed out, the education ministers made it clear that parents can withdraw from this new sex ed curriculum, and that the individual in this case, his demands went well beyond anything to do with the the sex ed curriculum. Had to do with astrology sure. or wizardry or environmental issues. A lot of a lot of things. Was it reasonable that the school? Uh, accommodate that and notify him ahead of time that any of those issues might come up? Well, I would agree that it's unreasonable for such a long list. And I would agree that there is a practical issue at hand. And if that's where the judge stopped, then that would be understandable. But he did not stop there. He continued to speak of... of uh, superior responsibility for the child's education. And that's where I believe he is absolutely wrong. Because a, the, the, well, the one who is supposed to protect the child is the parent, not the, uh, uh, not the state. And by the way, I have it here in front of me, page 112, grade 3, section C3, Point three. Describe how visible differences, number of them including gender identity, make each person unique. There's a direct instruction for this to be taught at the eight-year-old level, and and that's really that's really what brought forward this. I mean, uh, think of it. Uh, these other topics that he has uh, introduced in this long list. They've been taught here and there for for generations, and and he and he wasn't objecting to it until the radical side of it at a very young age. In fact, I don't even believe talking about gender identity for elementary children is appropriate. It's it's really a graduate level discussion, not a not even a an elementary school discussion. But to bring it up at eight years old is just dead wrong. Uh, This ruling also points out that there are options available to this father. He's not obligated to stay in the public school system, that homeschooling or religious education is an option. I mean, if you're going to fundraise to help him with with this court case, why not fundraise him to, to help him pay for religious education? Sure, but think about what the judge is saying. You have to pay your education taxes, pay for the schooling system, 
And then if you don't like it, you can opt out of that and pay for the education again with after-tax dollars. So really, you end up partially paying for this education three times in Ontario. Now, thankfully, in Alberta, you have a different system where you get some funding for private uh, faith-based education. But not in this province. We don't even get a tax receipt. And I put my children through. But but think of it. He is paying for a service, and the judge is saying that you have no rights in, in this service that you're paying for. And the only thing you can do is opt out and pay for it again somewhere else. This is nonsense. All right. So where uh, where does this go from here? Well, hopefully, well, there are two things. The next thing, the next, the next thing here is that the judge has given costs to the government. The question is, how punitive will Kathleen Wynne be to this parent who is trying to enforce what Kathleen Wynne had promised that he would be able to withdraw his children from objectionable classes. He, she could be very, very ugly in this and charge him massive fees, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, because they brought in a team of legal experts to fight this this parent, this father. And that's going to happen at a hearing in February. We'll find out how much they're going to force him to pay, and we're raising funds to help him pay for those fees. And then also, we're hoping to be able to appeal this, because this was at the Superior Court in Ontario, but we're hoping to get at least to the level of the Court of Appeals or even the Supreme Court, where I believe we will be victorious in reestablishing the issue of parental authority when it comes to a child's education. No the state does not have a superior responsibility to educate our children. The the education is the responsibility of the parent, and the protection of the child is the responsibility of the parent. And special interest groups should not be able to supersede the responsibility a parent has to protect his or her children. Right. Charles McVitie, appreciate you joining us here today. Thanks for this. Thank you. All right, Charles McVitie, president of the Canada Christian College. Uh, we're long in this segment here. Got to take a break. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.